Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Len Metcalf, a creative with a love of art. Drawing was my first big creative passion. I would spend hours and hours working on artworks of Mother Nature, trees, flowers and romantic landscape scenes. I loved drawing in lead pencil. Later came a love of ink and then watercolours followed. I went to art school to learn to be an artist and develop my skills in drawing. Unfortunately, my drawings of Mother Nature didn't fit into a paint-on-the-floor art school. Uh, If I'd taken my clothes off and rolled in paint on a canvas, I would have got much higher marks, to be honest. I wilted in negative critiques. I found I blossomed in the photography department with a couple of incredibly encouraging and supportive teachers. My, My other creative passion is actually writing. One that I didn't believe I could do because of my failures at school. I failed English. I I missed out on the selective school. Um, I really struggled with essays. I have no idea how I got through three degrees and and actually did a a master's degree. But uh, in the last eight years, I have really um, spent the time and learnt to write. And, And do you know what the key to that was? Was actually learning to write for me in the way that I think and feel and letting go of expectations uh, for other people, for having an audience or or what I should be writing. (laughs) My goodness. Isn't that the case with so many of us? (laughs) (laughs) It is, isn't it? I think that we we have this common story uh, of... uh, uh, failures and successes and, and uh, figuring out who we really are in the process and how we should go about being a creative person. And really, isn't that, Brie, that's the whole point of our podcast, isn't it, is uh, talking about this journey of uh, understanding ourselves as creatives. <laughs> For sure. Right. And as Len said, I am Bree. Um, I am actually a certified life coach for creatives. I'm a mom to four awesome kids. And this year, in 2021, 1 exchange student from Norway. I'm a musician, photographer, and a lifelong creator. And I love hiking and enjoying the beauty of nature. And I'm also a Texas ambassador for Nature First Photography. And if you don't know what that is, you can go to their website, um, which is naturefirstphotography.org and check it out. I'll tell you again in a second. Um, and what they are actually the Alliance for Responsible Nature Photography. And, um, and as an ambassador, ambassador and also uh, um, a member, I follow these principles. They're the Nature First principles, okay? And, <laughs> and so um, one is prioritize the well-being of nature over photography. To educate, and these are not in any particular order, but educate yourself about the places you photograph or walk. Uh, 
Reflect on the possible impact of your actions. Use discretion if sharing locations. Know and follow rules and regulations. Always follow leave no trace principles and strive to leave places better than you found them. Actively promote and educate others about these principles, which is what I'm doing now. So whether you are a pro photographer, whatever camera you have, including a smartphone, so if you've ever taken a walk and used your phone, then you can follow these nature first principles. So I encourage you to visit their website. Again, it is www.naturefirstphotography.org and take the pledge to help us conserve the places we love. So that is my protect the, the nature spiel. <laughs> Bree, I'm just gonna interrupt you and, and come in there that I, I this is a, such a, a fabulous thing that uh, these people are doing. Uh, this is an issue that is um, in, incredibly strong to my heart. I've written uh, numerous articles about this over um, the last 20 years. Uh, I think it's uh, such an important thing and uh, these people have come together uh, picked up the, no, the leave no trace principles and, and that movement that is, is quite strong and actually applied it to photography and, and uh, created a, a, an incredible forum for us to talk about it and uh, make it easier to have those difficult conversations with some of those people that uh, are not doing this. And by having an organisation around um, a, an art movement like this to, to talk about environmentalism and how we treat it is absolutely incredible. And I'm a member as well. Uh, I've been a member since it's um, uh, very early on and, and uh, had some very interesting conversations with them. And I support them absolutely fully. And, and someone that uh, comes from a conservation uh, mindset, I think it's incredibly important to promote uh, environmental values when we take so much creativity and um, from Mother Nature. So I, 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 I thank you so much for sharing that, Bree, and I, I, I just want to give my support for that organisation and the people behind it. It's just such a wonderful thing. Uh, it's so beautiful <laughs> that they created it, and they're they're trying to do a lot more. So, um, so it's it's just a, a really important that we protect um, th what's beautiful around us, so that we can we can enjoy it, others can enjoy it, and our children can enjoy it. So, mm. I expect it. <laughs> what was their website and address again? Uh, www.naturefirstphotography.org and don't let the photography part um, I know this is a podcast for all creatives but don't let the photography part um, discourage you because this is uh, uh, this is for it really is for everyone um, to understand how we can be responsible Mm. Um, there is a yeah. um, an organisation for everyone, and it's called Leave No Trace, and uh, it's yes. uh, it started in the USA, I think, and it's worldwide. Yes. We have a chapter here in Australia, and uh, it works with uh, local um, environmental organisations to develop uh, land management practices and use practices that are. Um, uh, adapted for the local environment and uh, one of the things about Leave No Trace and uh, something that uh, Nature First also does is that we need to adapt our practices to the location where we actually are shooting in and it's different 
Um, uh, some places we walk in the river and others uh, uh, we have to walk on um, the rocks and then in another place walking on the rocks is a terrible thing to do. So um, it, it changes all around the world and uh, 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 Leave No Trace is also a fantastic organisation for anyone that's um, uh, looking to venture into the woods or into um, any beautiful wilderness areas. Anyway, we, we should get back onto our um, topic of our podcast, Bree. What, what were we talking about today? Can you have forgotten? <laughs> today, yes, that's our spiel, okay? That's our one time for uh, this season. There you go. Um, today, today we're going to talk about expectations. And I really, I really love this conversation because uh, I've, I've had to not break myself of this, but understand my own ex but what the expectations i have for my own self um and also uh how i want to use them for the work that the art that i create because i think they can be used in a really constructive way but also in a destructive way too so um i think to start off always i like to define what an expectation is i always just look it up in the dictionary it's a strong belief that something will happen anything you know whatever it is we have some thought that something is going to happen and uh and you know it could be a variety of things um and that is an expectation so um len why yes, do Bri. you <laughs> have you <laughs> Have you had expectations in your work and why? Um, well, let's actually, let's pause for a second. I'll ask you that in a little bit. Why do we have expectations? Let's just answer that first. Uh, I think uh, it's naturally for us humans uh, to have uh, uh, three different areas of thought sometimes. And uh, I'm making this up and generalizing it at the same time. Uh, but one is to look back and reflect on things. Uh, one is to be present in, in the moment right now. Uh, and uh, the other is to look into the future. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of mental illness is also tied into that. Like uh, um, anxiety is future driven and depression is past driven. Um, and so I think expectations are... Uh, 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 are thinking often about the future and uh, what can happen into the future. Um, and so I think uh, uh, we, we all love daydreaming and uh, wondering what we're going to do next. Well, I don't know if it all is the correct answer there because some of us are caught in the past. True. And some people actually have this beautiful ability to live in the present. Um, and, and as creatives... Uh, uh, planning and coming up with ideas of things to do into the future becomes a, an incredibly important part of our lives, doesn't it? That it's um, built into our practice, this idea of um, making things and um, uh, making plans. Uh, so once we start making plans and those sort of things, we, we end up making having expectations, don't we? And uh, uh, I, I think expectations gets us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a lot, doesn't it? And, you know, uh, so a lot of our expectations can be, right, they're always about the future, but they can be based on the past. Like, for me, 
Um, if I'm having an expectation, I'm sometimes trying to repeat something that happened in the past. Uh, and and by the way, you know, Lynn and I are both photographers, so we relate this a lot to our photography. But I certainly this can relate to, um, you know, to so many so much art. Like if I I. I I, um, I'm a flutist and so I could perform, I could practice a piece and have it sound one way. And then I could also expect, have an expectation that I play it exactly the same when I'm in front of 200 people. Mm, <laughs> so, mm. and, but the circumstances have changed. And, and so my thoughts, you know, the expectations, but also I have other thoughts that are, might derail me and, you know, maybe that's some stage fright stuff, but, um, the, the expectation that I perform well it could be uh, could be something that I'm I'm dealing with at that time right and of course I would almost in that moment want that but when I'm doing photography and I'm walking you know I'm going somewhere and I have an expectation that I that the conditions will be uh, that the weather will do exactly what it did a week ago or whatever that's probably not a very helpful expectation and that's basing that's basing my expectation on the past and trying to repeat it um, I also think our expectations try to keep us safe because it's a little bit uncomfortable not to know what to expect like our minds are always trying to predict what will come next so that that feels mm. really that feels like a really safe place to be is knowing what's going to happen having thoughts about like expect expectational thoughts about what is going to happen and that really like makes a nice little bubble like a cozy bubble for myself it like in the moment but it's the aftermath that we have to deal with when we don't quite meet those. We'll talk about those. Um, so, any other thoughts? Uh, oh well, it sounds like a lot of expectations there are habit and uh, yeah. come from the past, don't they? That uh, the way that we've done things in the past and we want them to to happen again, or um, projecting uh, how we would like something to happen into the future. And as you're saying there, that can be a, a wonderful safety mechanism. Uh, but it can also get in our way, can't it? It, it can um, derail us, uh, take us astray um, and uh, uh, lead us to disappointment uh, so many times, can't it? Yeah. And and also expectations, um, part of the reason why we do have expectations, and I'm not, we're not saying that these are all the different reasons we would have expectations or why we have them. Um, but another reason to have them is because we're afraid of failing. Like there's something important, like if we've talked about goals and projects already, but if we're maybe working on something big and we what we feel the pressure on ourselves to finish it or to perform in a certain way, um, we might be afraid of failing. And so we put these, we have these expectations that we have to do certain things. This has to be done. I have to produce this. I have to create this. I have to play in this way or, um, you know, uh, write, finish this chapter by midnight, right? Whatever, whatever it is, um, these are these are expectations that we have so that we 
so that we can protect ourselves from failing, which also failure is just a construct of our minds as well, because, you know, failure is just a, it, 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 it's something that we, cre- that we create for ourselves. So, um, so as, as photographers, uh, failure is one of those things that we actually understand quite a lot about. And, uh, um, we should talk about this too in, in depth, but, um, we take uh, thousands of photographs to get one, and so uh, if we have in our mindset that each um, one is a, f- each one that isn't a good one is a failure, um, what are we doing? Do we we spend our lives failing <laughs> just to get one? Uh, and by reframing that and uh, um, considering each one that we take as as an enjoyable process, as a a learning experience, as a, an exploration as a guiding path um, and not thinking about them as failures, uh, we frame that as part of our workflow, um, as part of our process as an artist or as a creative uh, to use. And uh, it's an incredibly helpful one for us to deal with, isn't it, to uh, uh, refocus into the positive side of those things. Right. And it really is what you just said, Len. It's all about re it's all about redefining for ourselves what failure is. And so because I think so many times we say, well, this is oh, I'm, I failed. I didn't meet my own expectations. I failed. And and I that, that sometimes is just um, it's it's just something that we automatically say almost like subconscious and if we can take the word failure and actually redefine it to be some of the things that you talked about right well i learned i did these this this and and understanding what's really happening for us and redefining that then um then i think we can turn all of those whatever we're afraid of right because why we have expectations is partly because we're fearing this failure. But if we can redefine that, then there's actually really not much to fear, which is also really lovely. So, mm. uh, it's like the expectations fall maybe into uh, a couple of different categories. There's the ones that help us, and there's the ones that get in the way. And uh, we want to turn the ones that are get in the way into the into uh, ones that can help us, don't we? And and uh, reframing them or concentrating on them uh, is uh, such an important part of this process, isn't it? So uh, identifying them and uh, uh, working out the ones that are going to help and and concentrating on those and. Uh, shifting and and changing the ones that are getting in the way aren't they yeah and you know part of this when when we were when i was um preparing for this i was and this has actually been on my mind recently i've been thinking you know i've heard a lot in the world like maybe just in the in the photography world you know have go out with zero expectations have zero expectations but i I'm questioning if that's even possible. Like, is there a way to have zero expectations? And is that even like something that we want? And um, because I'm thinking if we have legitimately zero expectations, I, for me anyway, I might feel a little lost because <laughs> if I, if I go on a walk 
I mean, this is how I do my photography, right? I'll go on a walk and I try and have less expectations, right? But if I think I'm going to have zero expectations, then I really would never put my camera in my bag because I would never expect to take a, to make a photograph, right? And so by putting my camera in my bag, I'm also kind of saying to myself, I have a possibility that I might make an image. And that's kind of an expectation that that's, that might happen. Right. And so, and so I'm curious for you, Len, is that, do you feel like that's possible for you to have zero expectations? Uh, uh, definitely not. I, I think uh, uh, so much of my life is about hope <laughs> and future <laughs> right? focused. And, uh, and that's a different way of framing um, an expectation. Uh, uh, you know, expecting something to happen, uh, hoping for something to happen is another thing. And uh, uh, we're probably talking about the same thing there, but uh, hoping is a, an incredibly positive thing, isn't it? I hope to go for a walk today um, to enjoy myself and uh, uh, to relax. And I hope while I'm there that uh, uh, beautiful artwork is made and that uh, I gain some physical benefit from doing it, um, some relaxation benefit and uh, some creative benefits. So uh, that's a hope that I, I would like to get from it, um, as opposed to going for a walk and expecting that I'll come home with a masterpiece. And I think uh, uh, that's one that I would fail at very, very regularly. In, in fact, uh, most times I pick up my camera, uh, it's one that I would fail at. Uh, but hoping that I would do something beautiful uh, and exploring it and following that is something that I actually use to motivate me to go out there. So um, uh, positive and helpful um, projections into the future I find are incredibly helpful for me rather than the, um, uh, setting the ones that set ourselves up for failure. Does that, that make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I love that you differentiated between expecta an expectation and hopefulness, right? And and that's true. I probably am having more hope versus an expectation, right? Um, so I I do think that's a good a good way to phrase it. Like maybe a positive expectation is more uh, more about hope, um, and. I think we do get positive outcomes when we when we're in that mindset because we're not expecting you know we're not expecting anything grand um, to you know and fabulous to happen but we're hopeful that it might possibly happen right like every time I go out I'm hopeful that one day I might make something that that I enjoy that resonates with me. I mean, mm. you know, we say good photograph, but this is all subjective. We get to decide this, right? We get to decide <laughs> what's the masterpiece. We get to decide if something's a success or a failure, you know. We get to decide all those things, which is really beautiful, but also can be a little tricky too. So, um, Having um, zero expectations uh, maybe could be equated with uh, having zero thoughts 
And uh, I don't know about you, Bree. Uh, I've actually tried this process and uh, I, I fail at it regularly. Um, uh, I can't uh, even when I, you know, meditating, you're actually in, not having zero thoughts. You're actually focusing your thoughts in. Uh, I, I took my students through a whole lot of exercises trying to help them um, get uh, to zero thought moment and actually be somewhere else. And uh, we failed miserably at that as a, as a process um, because uh, that moment of zero thought is actually uh, incredibly tiny. <laughs> and uh, identifying it and finding it and then trying to open it up and, and turn it into something bigger um, uh, was became so big and, and hard that it was almost an, uh, an impossible um, goal for us. Uh, so instead, we, we started to focus on uh, relaxation and other things rather than focusing on that, uh, that zero. So uh, with our expectations, focusing on the ones that work for us and our hopes uh, seems to me work better than to have zero and to, to aim for, for nothing going on in there at all. And uh, I suppose that's a bit of a practical thing that I, I seem to work out. Maybe I've got a bit further to go on that learning journey yet. <laughs> Well, I, we're all in this learning journey, right? And and it sounds to me like, and this is one thing that I like to do now. That that um, and one thing I guess that that you and I are advising is be intentional with your practice, whatever it is that you do. And so instead of having all of these expectations and just letting your brain run wild <laughs> and making all those choices for you, maybe being intentional about what your thoughts are going to be, what your hopes are. I mean, seriously, if this is something that you're struggling with is is with all these expectations is maybe it's a good idea to sit and actually write down what you what you're you're thinking you expect and then how do you turn that into a hope? Right. And being really intentional with how you how you do your creating, um, because because this is where we actually set ourselves up uh, to, for a lot of success is the 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 really um, well, I know I'm going to say intentional again, but being very specific about the, what we want to think and how we want to feel when we do our creating because th that actually gives me a lot of pleasure <laughs> and happiness when I do it that way versus what happens when <laughs> when I have these when I just go out and I and I don't do it on purpose and this is practice right this is what I'm saying you don't have to do this every time but this is how you can practice is writing it down and then being really intentional you know with what you're thinking because when I don't do that or when I have done just let my brain go in the past I end up um, I end up with a lot of negative emotions like um, and Len I know I think I really feel like all of us have experienced this in our lives, right? You know, I I think um, I'm I expect 
I well, I'll talk about I'll talk about a, a specific. Do you mind if yeah, I talk about a specific time? Good. Yeah. So so um, while I was working on my impossible goal, and and you can go to our our. Um, our episode about goals and listen to a little bit about that. And I have the link to, you can find it on my website, um, a, a blog post about it. But while I was working on my impossible goal, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform <laughs> because I wanted to meet my goal, like make my goal happen. Right. And so, um, I, I was, I was going out to do my photography with a lot of expectations and, um, and so uh, one time my husband and I went to a, a state park, went for a long weekend. And when I think whenever, when, when it used to be when I would put time and effort, you know, especially like time you're driving, um, you, you know, uh, you have expensive um tools <laughs> so you've put money into it um you put a lot of thought into it where am i going to go you know it, and this could be for any of our art like you know how have you prepared right so there, there could be any amount of preparation practice whatever and um so we went to this we went to this one state park and i had never been there so we really didn't know what to expect i knew i didn't know what to expect but i also put a lot of pressure and expectations on myself that i would come away with um, some good images. And, uh, I, I remember being so excited. We, we took this walk and there was, uh, the, the, it was early. And so the sun was just, um, hitting the edges of these plants and it was backlighting everything. And it just felt really magical and warm. And I had all of these <laughs> positive emotions and, and, um, and so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'll make an image here. And I had a lot of expectations in that moment and um, that I was a doing it correctly, you know, <laughs> that I had like actual good settings on my camera that, that I, I was ex really, because of how I felt, I was really expecting that I would make something that was really amazing. And I didn't look, I didn't look at, I didn't check anything I uh, on you know when I was in the moment and um, I waited till I got home and started looking and put everything on the computer and I I was so incredibly disappointed I know I've talked about this in the past um, I don't think I've talked about it on this on this podcast before but I literally just put my camera down or I, cause I was looking on the back of my camera and zooming in and going, Ooh, what do I have? You know? And, and I just put my camera down and I could not control my tears. I was like a baby. I was just bawling because I, ha because I was trying so hard to meet this goal. And I had all of these incredible, these, these huge expectations. Um, and I had put all this pressure on myself and when it didn't turn out how I wanted to, I was a so disappointed. And I was also super discouraged. I felt so much failure, <laughs> all of the things that we're talking about. Right. And, um, and, and I, I do want to say, I think it's okay when we have these times, because I think we learn from them. We're, we're not mm -hmm. immune. This is going to happen. Right. Um, and I just really allowed myself. This is the one thing I teach my clients is just to allow ourselves when we're feeling it, not to beat ourselves up. 
<laughs> for having that, but just to allow ourselves, like I really just allowed myself to feel all the disappointment and discouragement and the like, like I'm doing my dishes and sobbing <laughs> and, and I'm, I just allowed myself to feel all of the failure. It was, it felt really terrible. Um, but obviously I'm past that, but because uh, I, you know, I'm not living in the failure. Right. So <laughs> just, I used it later as a learning opportunity. Like I could look backwards and say, okay, what did I actually learn here? But, um, but anyway, the huge lesson for me on expectations Mm, and it wasn't mm. it wasn't until i could release myself of all of the pressure and expectations to have to do those things to have to make images and perform and meet my goal i was like okay it's okay if i don't meet my goal it's okay if i don't make all these images it's okay um <laughs> it wasn't through gritted teeth i literally had to let all of it go and it was at that moment that i could actually um, that I could actually do the work. Um, I know I've been talking a lot, but I'd love to read this one quote. It's from Guy, uh, it's in Guy Tal's book, his new one called Another Day Not Wasted. And this is from Af Alfred Stieglitz. He says, I find the keynote to whatever I have done has been unpreparedness. <laughs> in reality, the only thing in which I have been actually thorough has been in being thoroughly unprepared. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when we can decide not to have so many expectations that we actually do the things that we want to do. It's weird, right? It, it's incredibly weird. Um, one of the things that's going on there is uh, when we're making an artwork and we set an expectation of what it's going to look like, uh, we are so often disappointed that it actually isn't what it, what we imagine it to look like, uh, to, that it doesn't meet our expectations. And, and I've had this experience so many times, Bree, and uh, uh, I, I don't think I, uh, we are alone having this, where uh, something amazing happens and uh, uh, we create art uh, and we imagine what that art is going to be. And then we look at it and it's not what we imagine it to be. And so uh, we feel let down and disappointed and sad and upset. And yes, there's tears and uh, uh, a quite messy process. Um, and we think that what we've done is terrible. We think it's trash. We, we think it's no good. And when we let go of that expectation or that what we thought it was going to be or what we imagined it to be and actually truly look at the artwork for what it actually is and uh, uh, other people looking at it is, is so helpful in this process when we look at it for what it truly is as an artwork we can be um, fall in love for it for itself and not um, with this um, disappointment and this uh, ruined expectation that it, it is something what we wanted it to be. And this is something that uh, I've been working on for years and I've built it into my workflow and I know I'm not alone in this. Uh, I leave my artworks for years to sit before I evaluate them and uh, I, I try to uh, give space 
between um, the creating end and the evaluation end so mm. that um, uh, they're separated and often separated by a number of years. So my workplace, my workplace practice or as an artist, how I practice things is I revisit work I created a few years ago and evaluate it. And uh, when I do that, I discover the most beautiful artworks in there, uh, all the ones that didn't meet my expectations when I created them. Uh, and yet when I, when I come back to them, having forgotten what the expectation I had was, I, I discover that there's incredible beauty there and I can have a, a, a new relationship with them that um, doesn't have this uh, confusion um, with the expectations I had while while I was making it or before that I actually made it. And uh, that's true for words that I've written, um, uh, pieces that I've performed, you know, presentations, uh, workshops and classes, um, paintings, drawings and photographs. I think I love that, Len, um, having some time, you know, in between to let things settle and think about think about things and coming back to them. I think that process is different for everyone as making a, you know, uh, some sort of judgment about your own work. Right. And a lot of it can be based on expectations. Right. But that can actually like, if we want it to, um, it, it can go faster if we wanted it to, uh, depending on, depending on our, a little bit, maybe on our mindset or if, how we want to think about things on purpose. Like for me, it took me a little while because I was so upset about that moment. But now I look at that work and a specific image in particular, which by the way, was nothing. It was blurry. <laughs> it wasn't any, but I, you know what I learned? I love the look of backlit plants and um and partly it was the the moment how i was feeling right and so that's what i learned from that one is is kind of taking what i learned from it and maybe maybe it doesn't have to be something that i'm ever going to post on online or share with anyone in the world but taking that expectation that i have and the disappointment i felt and kind of and then again, reframing it to be, okay, well, what did I learn? I learned I really love this, right? Mm -hmm. And that that can also be, we can switch it to be part of our learning process. Um, and if we if we want to, we can even in, in the moment switch our expectations. We, with a lot of practice, we can realize that we're having expect, those expectations that are gonna lead us to disappointment and discouragement and be able to shift them even mm. faster. Uh, you're exactly right there, Brie, because uh, uh, if we don't have that expectation when we take it or make it or create it, then we don't have to deal with it in like in that process of giving it time. And so working, uh, working on our minds uh, in that creative process while we're doing actually then frees us from um, that self-critique against it and, and that um, a negative mind. And uh, you're exactly right there, I, I believe. And it's something that I've been working on so that by going out with uh, having fewer expectations around what sort of art and what it's going to look like and, and, and as I'm making it without projecting 
um, uh, the finished artwork into the into the process as much. Uh, I don't need to to deal with it uh, in that same way of um, disappointment that I was talking about. And so uh, as I age and become more understanding of my own process, uh, I need to do that less and less. And uh, it's about shifting that um, thought process uh, during the creation uh, and even afterwards um, around that. And it's when I... um, I get really excited with expectations and uh, uh, light. <laughs> uh, mist is another one, or or the subject, and uh, uh, it should all be coming together, and yet it it actually doesn't. Um, uh, that's when, uh, and I build myself up too much for that moment. Uh, that's when I get myself in the most trouble. But when I'm actually uh, more accepting, and I, my expectations are under control and uh, appropriate, um, I think, uh, then the the art just flows out of me and uh, uh, I don't have to deal with it in that same way. Uh, uh, it's, it's very much a mind game, isn't it, as to what we're – and that's the whole point of our podcast, isn't it, is uh, discussing what's going on in our minds as creatives and uh, how to control that process and, and uh, to play with it. It's so, so important. Yes. And I love what you said a minute ago. We want to, like, just to rephrase, we really just want to have fun making our art, (laughs) right? I mean, after all, it's the thing that we're really passionate about. And, um, you know, no one is twisting, no one is literally twisting our arms to do this stuff. Like, we want to do it. And we, like, I, I don't know how all of you feel, but. I I feel so passionate about what I do and I want to go do it. I want I want to be in that creative process and I want to be creating, right? And um and so I just think I think the having the expected for me having the expectations kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it. And so I'm always like, well, how can I have more fun here? How can I have more fun here? And so maybe this is a good time, Len, to talk about how we can have more fun in the present when we're creating and to kind of release some of those expectations and um and how do we be like present in our in our work right instead of thinking about the past focusing on the future right i mean we do want to focus on the we do want something to happen in the future right that's the hope but how do we do the present i think one of the most dangerous ones uh that that comes up in uh uh, listening behind the words, and, and it happens to me, is worrying about what other people think. And uh, that's one of the ones that really gets in the way, um, trying to make art for other people or uh, for uh, some sort of extre- external uh, reward um, f- through gratification of other people's um, celebration of it. When when we are, are focused on it for... Um, uh, uh, a self for its intrinsic value, um, uh, that's when it is, for me, the most fun, when I switch off worrying about what other people are thinking about it. And so one way is to have fun uh, is not to have the expectation about uh, what it's going to be or what it's going to be used for. Um, 
uh, or where it fits in into that future. Uh, instead, uh, focusing on the creation and uh, uh, that enjoyable moment uh, is such an important part of it. And uh, when we're when we're totally lost in in the act of creation, and when we're not thinking uh, about uh, other things for it, that we're only focused on. Uh, the act that we're doing, I think that's when we have these happy moments that um, uh, things uh, work out so so beautifully. And in fact, that's what um, uh, 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 that the whole theory on flow. Uh, I can't pronounce the, the gentleman's name. Uh, I, I pronounce it Chisholm or Niski. Um, uh, I know that's totally <laughs> wrong, and uh, I need to practice that before we actually have a whole podcast on him. But um, flow is very much about um, uh, only thinking about uh, what it is that you're doing in the moment of doing it. And so uh, he defines that as happiness when we're uh, so engrossed in something that we can't think about any other things. And this is where our expectations tie in so strongly to this is that um, if we're projecting them um, too far out, uh, it takes us away from being present and and being in that happy place. Um, and uh, for me, uh, someone who's an intellectual and very, very physical person, um, being totally involved with my mind in something uh, is my is my happiness. Um, it, it's my happy place when I'm I'm totally lost in what I whatever it is I'm doing that nothing else in the world exists for me except what I'm concentrating on, and uh, uh, so much of that is uh, letting go of some of these uh, negative expectations or the ones that get in the way. Yeah, and also, and the, some of the negative can be like well, and I think being in the present you can be okay with not producing anything like um <laughs> yeah so so we like i've got to laugh i'm sorry i laughed brie but um <laughs> that's so it's such an important thing and uh, um uh, I, I love it when you, you you say these things with such passion because they they move me uh and because i understand and, uh, you know, I'm giggling in the realisation how important it is for you. And it is for me, too. <laughs> well, we're having fun doing this podcast, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but here, so here's the thing. So we, we want to let go of, we, in the, to be in the present, we want to let go of what other people think, what we think other people think, okay? Because we actually don't know what other people think, but we also want to let go a little bit about what we think. And so that for me is if I think if, or if I think I'm going to produce something, I kind of want to let that go because I actually don't, I'm not sure. Like I could be relatively confident based on the past, but then I might get myself into a little bit of trouble, right? So that's where we want to differentiate between like expectations and being hopeful. So I love in the being present, being hopeful, like I love that feeling of going, you know, doing, you know, creating and, and having hope. Right. Um, also I think there's this talk, like I, I read that quote from, uh, from, uh, Stieglitz about, um, the unpreparedness, right. Do we want to plan 
or not? And that's a question that only you can answer that we can only answer for ourselves. Some people want to really plan a lot so that you have a high, like there's a possibility for success. And some people, your success looks like not planning at all. Um, I have a actually like a quote from, um, so this is from Guy Tal actually. The other one was from Alfred Stiglitz in Guy Tal's book. So this is the same book, Another Day Not Wasted. He says, if you are not a planner, don't feel you need to be. It's okay. We don't, we don't need to put that pressure on ourselves to plan when we aren't actually really planners, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a planner, prepare yourself for the possibility that you may find good reasons to deviate from your plans, right? Because if you're a planner, you may be expecting that your plan goes according to, to how you've lined everything up, right? But you may find good reasons to not go with those plans. And then he says, sticking to your plans at all costs or considering it a failure if you did not accomplish what you originally planned will diminish or eliminate your ability to be creative. I think that's huge, right? So decide, are you going to plan or are you not going to plan? If you are a planner, are you going to deviate from it? Like, how are you going to be in the present based on how you work, right? Um, Anything else that you can think of? Well, that, that, it keeps pulling back to this idea, the better you understand how you work as a creative, the better off you are, aren't you? The, the yeah. easier it is to be in the space that you know that you need to be in. And uh, 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 he's very, very right that um, uh, if you're a planner, then plan. And if you're um, uh, scattered and, and you enjoy being scattered and... Uh, uh, you know, you're off in a hundred different directions and that's the way that you work, uh, accepting it and learning to um, be in that space can be uh, really, really helpful and uh, the perfect space for you. Um, it's uh, it's so important uh, not to be uh, someone else in this process, isn't it? it, it the most important thing in, as a creative is uh, learning to be you. Yeah, I think and this that has been my lifelong lesson in in art <laughs> is it teaches me who I am and, and what I should be and, and how I want to work, uh, what my desires and wishes are, uh, what I want them to be. Um, it's a, a, um, uh, such a beautiful thing to do and to be in that particular moment. I totally agree with you, Len. In that in that space and figuring out who we are, that just takes practice. And so, practicing what we and and creating and and doing this repeatedly, you know, because we and partly because we are so passionate about it, right? But that practice really can tell us a lot about ourselves. And then doing the learning, and it's all just a big it's all just a big cycle, right? <laughs> And then really every single time we do this cycle, we know more about ourselves and then we can kind of tune in a little, a little bit more to what, uh, to how we work, what that looks like, but also then not being super rigid, being, um, okay with, uh, shifting and, or discovering something new. Oh, I didn't know that about myself today, or I'm actually this way now, but I didn't used to be right. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you were, uh, maybe you're a painter and you're, you used to be super messy painter and used to love that. But then you kind of, in your, 
your discovery of yourself, you figured out that you actually like do like things really neat. And so then you go the opposite direction. And I think that's totally okay to, to change our minds about how we work and who we are and, um, and, and allowing that to happen is I think a really beautiful thing, not getting so stuck in one space. Um, and in, in going along with that, there's all we, I know we've talked about, uh, we talked about the expectations, right? I just talked about a little bit about discovering who we were and being okay with the change. A lot of that comes with discomfort. And when when we have something unexpected, might not it might feel a little bit uncomfortable at first. It might feel amazing, right? But sometimes the unexpected can feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so I think embracing that saying, okay, it's okay that we're, we're going to, you know, (laughs) that I'm, or maybe even like being in the present and saying, I, I, I'm going to expect unexpected things today. And so I'm just going to put that in the back of my mind. And when those things happen, I like, I'm just going to be uncomfortable with that that feeling of maybe I'm going to learn something new about myself that might feel uncomfortable. I'm going to do this thing, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that's a balance too, that we want to watch for because we don't want to feel so uncomfortable that we're actually feeling fear that can derail us from our creativity, but there is no, there all of the, the, what's the quote, um, discomfort is, uh, it's kind of the key to our growth. And so embracing that discomfort is going to be super helpful for us as we grow and develop into the creatives that we want to be. Mm. So if we're not changing and feeling uncomfortable, uh, and trying and experimenting, we're not growing, are we? And, uh, uh, we really need to be exploring and, and pushing ourselves uh, and experimenting, uh, trying different approaches to, to, to figure out um, what works best for us. And uh, sometimes uh, we, we think we should be working this way and that it's actually a limiting belief. And uh, we have to get uncomfortable to get out of there and to find one that actually uh, suits us uh, perhaps a, a little bit better or... Uh, is more helpful for the creative process that you actually want to be in. Uh, and there's uh, times and places for all the different types of behaviours and uh, um, uh, responses that we have. Uh, we need a whole gamut of our personality to, to, to pull it all together, don't we? And uh, uh, what how we um, behave at... Um, home might be very, very different uh, uh, to how we do it in the field when we're actually um, creating as opposed to um, that moment of hanging it in a gallery and, and doing um, uh, the presentation part of the, the process. So um, it, is a, uh, it is a really broad um, set of skills, isn't it? And uh, uh, tuning into them. Uh, experimenting with them and uh, finding out what works for us is very much a part of that process, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I Yes, I totally agree. So one of the things I just want to share, um, one of the things that I do uh, before I create, and I talked about being intentional 
Um, so one of the <laughs> one of the small so there's a couple of thoughts that I come when I'm that that I decide to think on purpose when I'm creating. Okay, so one of them is um, uh, one of them is I'm just gonna have fun today. <laughs> <laughs> right and, and like we are always think, trying to do aren't we we are always totally, trying to have fun here totally so and maybe while i'm saying a couple and len maybe you have one do you i'm curious if you have one so i have uh, i have another one another one is i might have some um i might discover something amazing today and whether that's something about myself or about my own photography or whatever it is, right? Um, I might, and that's partly like uh, then I have hope when I'm thinking that. Um, and and I I gave I give myself this assignment to think these things like I'm going to have fun, you know I might um, I might find or learn something amazing today. Um, and, uh, and whatever happens is okay. And, and with all of those, I, I assign my brain to think those and all of the thoughts, like I expect that I'm going to have, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is I'm expecting kind of go out the door because I'm thinking these on purpose. And now I have to say a lot of what our expectations are, are totally subconscious. Like I don't think we actually really know that we're um, not a lot of us anyway. And it's possible, but if we say them out loud before we go, before we you know making our art, art, but most of the time we discover what our expectations are after after they're unfulfilled and we feel terrible. <laughs> And so, and so, and so that's the time that, that is actually like really great that we have the expectations and then we can learn what those expectations are. Like maybe as we have some awareness, we discover, oh my gosh, I've had this expectation for so long and I'm just now discovering that whenever that's unfulfilled, I really feel like crap. So, um, and so discover what that is and figure out how to switch that over. That's a lot of what I help my clients do is switch that over because it's way more fun to not feel like crap when you're creating or after you've created. So, so, um, so that is a little shift you can do is just even having some awareness about what you're thinking can be really helpful. Yeah. It's stopping and monitoring your thoughts um, are very, very important in that process. And, and you know, whether you um, frame them as goals, dreams, um, expectations, hopes, uh, unraveling them all and having healthy ones that uh, are actually going to help you produce what it is. And um, uh, for me, being um, uh, turning up and being present in the moment is uh, such an important part of my practice and uh, uh, having fun is, is very much a part of that. Um, uh, clearing uh, my mental space so that um, uh, I'm not worrying about things. Uh, you know, I, I've got uh, uh, something uh, on the back of my mind today and it's been there for a few days and I, I plan to go out and create this afternoon. And I know that if I don't actually fix that 
before I go, I'll spend my whole time out wandering, um, wondering about whether, you know, um, and it'll just be at the back of my mind, that niggly little thing. So I do a little bit of clearing up, um, trying to get rid of the things that are getting in the way or distracting me in that process. And uh, uh, I, I definitely can't get into a, a thoughtless space, but uh, I do try to get into a space where I can be more in tune to my feelings and to my uh, emotions and to be so much more sensitive uh, to what's capturing my attention and being really present when I'm in that creative space. So uh, having fun is, is very much a part of that, but uh, uh, so much is also uh, letting go of all these other things so that I can be more present and in the moment. And, and I think that for me is one of the absolute biggest is um, how to be more present uh, and uh, letting go of uh, all these uh, uh back thoughts and, and negative thoughts and uh, expectations that are, are getting in the way for me. And then, just to finish that off, also, if we have all those things, just knowing we're human and it's going to come up and just be really patient and compassionate with ourselves, right? Like, you know, we're, we're not... Uh, perfect and and nobody is by the way <laughs> and so um i think just remembering that it's okay it's totally fine and uh, i think um nothing terrible happens right i mean the most terrible thing is just we feel some crappy feelings and those are mm. totally fine to feel right i mean the the truth is we're not going to feel happy all the time and so feeling some feeling some terrible feelings for a little while is also okay too. So. One of the worst uh, expectations is that we're going to do something great or um, that we're <laughs> going to actually make something or uh, that uh, I think uh, uh, creating an expectation that there's a downtime, that there's a time not to be producing um, creative artworks, uh, that there's uh, other things in our lives that take over and uh, we need to give them attention uh, is important and uh, we need to make space to deal with those and to make space to um, um, create art in the, in the same breath. So um, uh, I always think of it as waves personally. Then um, It comes in waves and, and uh, uh, when I'm there, I want to be totally immersed and enjoying it and uh, uh, riding that wave. And then uh, when there's that lull uh, and there's that quiet in between the, the next wave that's to come, uh, there's other things that need to be done and attuned to. So uh, that's one of the ways that I, I actually manage that and, and play with it. Uh, what a fascinating conversation. It's beautiful. <laughs> I expected it would go this way. You did, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, uh, of course it was going to, uh, all of our conversations um, to do that. Uh, I'm thinking, um, and it's something that we've said a few times, and, and I think it's worth repeating, uh, the better we understand ourselves and the way that we create, 
the more powerful we can be as creatives and uh, uh, understanding ourselves, uh, the creative process uh, and how we manage that, uh, the easier it becomes. And uh, uh, it's not an easy journey, is it, Bree? And uh, we, we, we both know uh, through life experience uh, that it's an incredibly rewarding and uh, such a beautiful thing to be working at, but it is hard work sorting that out, isn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, tuning in to our innermost thoughts and uh, uh, how we set ourselves up um, with these expectations uh, can shape our performance uh, so, so strongly. And uh, we can shift and change those uh, to get better control of it. I think it's a, such a valuable lesson that we've talked about today. <laughs> it's beautiful. I was just thinking when you're talking, it's beautiful. It's hard work, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to live. I love uh, it. Definitely. Well, Bree, what another inspiring conversation. <laughs> I feel so inspired. I love sharing this with you and with our listeners. Um, although when I'm actually creating it, I, I, I'm more thinking about our conversation than what other people uh, are going to be thinking about what we're, we're talking about. And uh, just like art, that's one of the keys, isn't it, is to be uh, present uh, very, very carefully. So for, us, for your listeners, let's uh, switch gears for a second. We have a few questions for you. Yes, uh, we do. What expectations do you have when you create? Have, have you stopped and thought about them? So we challenge you to stop and think about these expectations. And uh, uh, just simply two categories uh, is a good way to start off. Uh, the ones that get in your way that cause you stresses and the ones that help you. And uh, uh, actually spending some time thinking about that and uh, wondering uh, which ones are helping you and which ones aren't. And, and then, uh, of course, go on and uh, uh, we challenge you to um, take those uncomfortable steps to, to try and reframe them and, and to work those ones that may be hindering you. And uh, Bree and I would really love to know about them. So um, please uh, 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 drop us an email or, or send us a text or, or however you like to communicate with us and, and talk about um, expectations with us. And we'd so love to continue that conversation with you. And uh, uh, our conversations in our creative affair we encourage you to share them with other people and to, to have these conversations with, with your fellow creatives and, and uh, start that conversation with them. And uh, in that process, uh, help unpack them for yourselves. Uh, I know in my life as a teacher, I learned so much by teaching and talking uh, about these things to other people. And uh, today I've learned so much from Bree and uh, hopefully she's learned something from me uh, as well. So uh, if you want to email us, uh, of course you can. Uh, our email is uh, create at a creative affair podcast.com. Uh, and uh, finally, for me, uh, I run a photography school here in, in Australia. 
And it's really fascinating that when I brought all the elements in my life together, such as teaching, uh, creativity, creating, art, uh, art teaching, photography, uh, outdoor guiding, and the environment that my whole life finally came together, and I and I understood um, and and felt so much happier with myself. So uh, today I run workshops and courses, uh, and I, I run them in person uh, and online. Uh, you might like to visit me here in Australia, or uh, one day uh, uh, I'll get out and travel the world again. And you can find out more about my teaching at uh, lensschool.com. Hmm. Fabulous. Yes, I was smiling when you said in person. Yay, in person. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, as a coach for creatives, I work with my clients to help them achieve their goals and become happier with their art, businesses, and personal lives. So uh, that's just a small bit of what I can do. Um, but you can go to www.creativeminds, with an S, coach, creativemindscoach.com, and you can sign up for a discovery call, 30 minutes, and it's free. And I'll help you make a plan to unlock your potential and achieve your creative dreams. It's really amazing work. So before we go, we just want to tell everyone how much we've appreciated you uh, sharing the podcast. And if you know someone who could benefit from these conversations that we're having about uh, creativity and the brain and all the, all these things, goals, projects, by the time this comes out, we'll have talked about playing with your art and we're going to talk about um we're going to talk about uh, flow in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who could um, that who would be interested in listening to this, please share it with them. We'd love to have more people hear this and be happier in the work that they create. So that's kind of our goal is to we want you to have fun with your art. We have fun with ours and we'd love for you to have fun with yours. So um, you can also find us as always links to everything are in the show notes. You can visit us at a creative affair podcast.com. Uh, you can um, find us on any of your players and you can subscribe and you can have that new episode delivered to your inbox. So Len, you're going to go wandering with Momo, your dog and go play <laughs> in the rain. Is that right? It's not raining, unfortunately. But, darn um, it. Sorry. Darn it. I was, I was planning on getting soaking wet and then washing him this evening. But anyway, we'll we'll get out in the mud um, regardless and uh, well, that enjoy sounds, our time. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. I am on vacation uh, with my family and we're at the beach. And so I'm going to go enjoy a beautiful sunset and a beautiful dinner. And I hope everyone that you enjoy all of the lovely art that you create. So until next time. Goodbye, Len. Goodbye, Bree. And thank you for another wonderful conversation. Bye. Bye. Bye.